Okay, so we're going to pick it up from the beginning of Dap Yudam and Aleph. The last thing the Gemara said was that the opinion of Shmuel is that if a person says about his kala that Pesach Pesuch Matsasi, that she was not a Basula, that he felt that she was not a Basula, that not only is he believed to say that she's also to him, he's also believed that he doesn't have to pay the Ksuba. So the Gemara explains this. Itmar, Amrav Nachman, Amr Shmuel, the whole says Rishim What? Why is it that he's believed to say that she's not a basula to the extent that she forfeits her ksuba? Because he says the entire inn of a ksuba is only derabana. The requirement for a ksuba is a rabbinic concept. Chachamim were the ones who decided that you have to give a ksuba, and the value of the ksuba is that for a basula it's 200. Uh, and uh, for uh, Almana, it's 100. It's a mana. So the same Rabbanon who instituted a ksuba have the right to say that she's Naman to say that she doesn't get a ksuba in such a scenario. The whole thing's only the Rabbanon. So therefore, the same rabbis that gave her a ksuba can take away the ksuba. So Gemara says, Wait a minute. If the whole Indian of a ksuba is to make it harder for him to divorce us, that he doesn't just divorce his wife for nothing. So, but now if he's able to say Pesach Pesuach Matsasi, why don't we say that really he's, she wasn't, she wasn't, uh, uh, she was really a Basula. And why is he saying Pesach Pesuch Matsasi? He just wants to divorce her. He doesn't want to pay the Ksuba. Meaning if he has a way to basically avoid paying the Ksuba, how do we believe him? Why don't we just assume that the reason why he's saying this is because he just wants to get out of paying her money? So the Gemara says, The answer is, there's a chazaka. People will not make a suda and then waste it. Meaning, it's not that he just is divorcing her years into the marriage. He's divorcing her the day after the wedding. If he was so interested in just avoiding, if he just hated her so much, he would never have gone through with the wedding. The fact that he just paid for a very expensive wedding, that itself tells you that he was interested in getting married. So therefore, the fact that he says Pesach Pesuch must be that's actually what he believes, because if he was just trying to avoid marriage or he just hated her, then he wouldn't have done this right after the wedding. To spend so much money on the wedding and then divorce her right afterwards, that means that what he's telling us is the truth. The Gemara says, Tana, the Brisa teaches regarding a Ksuba, because the Ksuba is a penalty, which the Gemara is going to point out in a moment, why is it a penalty? But because the whole Indian of a Ksuba is a penalty, like Tivna, because the whole inner is a penalty, therefore, when the woman gets it, she gets it from Zibaris. Zibaris means the least quality. So meaning, let's say the value of Aksuba is $10,000. So he, she, he says, so take it from my property. He's got three different levels of property. He's got Eloyas, Zibaris is the lowest. Let's say he's got inferior, he's got A, B, and C, the least quality land and the highest quality of land. So the question is, where does she get the, the ksuba from? She wants to take $5,000. Could she take $5,000 of the highest quality land, or is she only obligated to take it from the lowest quality? So the Gemara says, because the whole Indian of ksuba is a knas, it's a penalty, therefore she gets from the lowest quality. She only takes from zibiris from the lowest quality. So the Gemara says, knasa, my knasa, why is it a knas? Well, penalty means you did something wrong. What do you do something wrong? Every single marriage gets a ksuba. So how is that a penalty? So the Gemara says, Rather, it doesn't mean a knas, rather it's a takonas chacham, because the whole thing is only rabbinic, chazal were not super strict, and therefore they allowed the husband to protect his highest quality land, that she only takes from the lowest quality. The Gemara continues, Rishim Gamliel Oimer, Rishim Gamliel says, Ksubas Yishim Really, the concept of Ksub is biblical. Rishim Gamliel says that it's Darabon, and he says, no, it's actually biblical. 
So Shimon Gamliel says that it's biblical. So Gemara says, how do we know that it's biblical? Did actually say that is biblical? The Brayasa teaches. Now, let me explain this next Gemara. So we know that there's a penalty if a man rapes a woman, there's a penalty, there's a financial penalty. And Mefata, seducing a woman, also gives a penalty. Now, regarding, regarding um, Onus and Mefata, although they are learned out from each other, the, the, the point is like this. Um, When it comes to seducing, it says, Kesef Shkolim Kemoy Regarding the amount, it doesn't say the amount, it just says the amount that you pay for a basula, that's also the amount that you have to pay. Now, what is that referring to? So that's referring to uh, onus. When it comes to onus, it says 50 shekel. So too, when it comes to mefat, it's also 50 shekel. So the Gemara says, Hatanya, the Pasuk says, Kesef Yishkol Kamar Absulas. The Pasuk says regarding seducing a Naira, you pay silver shkolim. It doesn't say the amount, but you say, it says the amount Kemoyer Absulas, the amount the settlement made to Absula. So it doesn't say a specific amount, but regarding Oynes, it says 50, 50 shkolim. So therefore, Shehezek Kemoyer Absulas. It teaches you that seducing is like Onus. Umoyer Absulas Baza, and Onus is like seducing. They're both the same. So, it's all 50 silver shekel. Now, one second. So the Gemara says, Mikan, but from here, Samchu Chacham From the fact that the Torah refers to the, it as Moihar. Moihar means a settlement, meaning the Torah is basically telling you that by Oynes and Mephat are the same, but it says Moihar Habsulas. Moihar Habsulas means the settlement of Basula. That's an illusion that whenever you marry a Basula, there's a certain settlement. There's a certain amount that you have to give. So the fact that the Pasuk used a Lashon K'moyer Absolus, that's an allusion to the Ksuba. So therefore, that's the source of Ksuba Minatar. Now, the amount, that's definitely Chazal. But he's saying the, there's a reference from the Torah for the Ksuba. Now, it says the Gemara, now, before, just to remind us, Shim Gamliel, we're saying, holds that Iksuv is deraisa. Now, this would be very good if the Tanakama, who also just said that Iksuv is deraisa, was Rishim Gamliel. The problem is, says the Raisa, Rishim Gamliel, Rishim Gamliel says, no, there's no source in the Torah for Iksuv. It's only rabbinic. So we have a contradiction. At first, we said that Rishim Gamliel holds that it's deraisa, but this Raisa says, attributes him saying that it's derabonon. So what's the answer? Epoch, reverse the opinions, meaning, change around the names to make it that the second b'risa, which says that Rishim Gamliel holds it, it's Darabon and change it. The Tanakama is really Rishim Gamliel, that it's Daraisa, and the second opinion is the Tanakama who says that it's Darabon. So change it to make it that Rishim Gamliel holds it's Daraisa. So the Gemara says, you're going to have to reverse the b'risa to make it work. How do, you, why do you, how do you know you're supposed to reverse the second b'risa? Maybe reverse the first b'risa? Meaning you have to reverse it. We have a contradiction. The first Bryce says Rishimulio holds that a Iksuv is derice, the second one says it's not. So he says, Oh, switch the second one to make it derice. Maybe you switch the first one to say that it's not derice. The answer is we already know that the second one has to be switched. Why? Because we have a tradition already in a third b'risa where Shem holds that it's derisa. So therefore, we know that Shem holds that it's derisa. Therefore, we have to switch the second b'risa to make it work. Titanan, how do I know that Shem holds that it's derisa? Shem Gamliel, Oimer, Noisim Kaputka. 
this is referring to the following scenario. The, right, the Ksuba says, let's say 200 coins, 200 silver coins. Now, depending on where you are, there's different thickness to the silver, different value to the silver. So the Gemara is dealing with the following. Um, Rashi explains the case. So you married a woman in Eretz Yisrael, but you divorced her in Kaputkia. Now, Kaputkia and Eretz Yisrael had different size coins and different thickness of the coins. So the question is, when you're dealing with the Ksuva, do you go by the place of the marriage or the place of the divorce? So if it's Deraisa, you'll be Machmer, Safik Deraisa Lachomra. If it's Derabanan, you won't. So says the Gemara, Shinamil holds, Noislamas Kaputka, that you give her the, the, the higher value. So you see the Shemuel holds that it is Deraisa. Okay, fine. Ibaisema, or another answer could be to answer the contradiction, right? We had a contradiction. The first price that says Hashem Leal holds that it's Darai, so the second price implies that it's Darabon. So how do you reconcile that? It's the first time we switched it. Now another answer. Really, the truth is the entire second price is Hashem Leal. It wasn't a Tanakam Hashem Leal, and you have to add some words to make it work. The price is missing words, and this is what it should say. That really Aksuvas Isha is Daraisa, really Aksuvas is Daraisa, like Rashid Lil said. I didn't we say that it's also Darabonan? The answer is that was referring to the Ksuva of an Almana, meaning a Basula's Ksuva is Daraisa, as the Pasas Kimaihar Habsulas. A Ksuva of a non-Basula, that's a purely rabbinic concept. says the ksuva of a of a almana is derabana, meaning a ksuva basula is deraisa. The ksuva almana is derabana. Okay, let's go right to the gemara. Hahuda asla kamei de Reb Nachman. There was a person who came in front of Reb Nachman. Amrle pesach pesuch matzasi. He says my wife was pesach pesuch, meaning it didn't feel like she was a pesuch. So Amrle Reb Nachman, Reb Nachman said, "Aspu koifri, give him lashes." Why? What is a guy who's never been married before, and he's never been with a woman before? How does he know what a woman feels like? It must be he was with prostitutes. So we're going to give him lashes. Gemara says, "Mechrachta chavitale." What you were on Machvarta, Mavrachta Street, Mavrachta was where all the prostitutes were. What are you doing over there? That you should know about these things? Because they give him lashes. In Pesach Pesuach, it's 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 a little bit uh, suspect. How, how do you know what a woman pesula feels like as opposed to non-pesula? The Gemara says, "I harav nachman But wait a minute, isn't pesach pesuach neman? Aren't you believed to say pesach pesuach? So what are you giving him lashes? What's the Gemara answers? Yeah, you're believed, but then you get lashes. Meaning we believe him because we think that he he was with prostitutes. But now you're going to get lashes. So the answer is he's believed, but he gets lashes. Or Ravachoy Mishani, this is what Yehuda said yesterday, it's Kambabachar Kamanasik. Or it could be that he's believed when he's a Nasoi, meaning when it's his second marriage, then he's believed and there's no lashes. But because he was with other women before. But when he's a single guy who's never been married before, that's when you get lashes. Okay. Hahuda also the Kamdir of Gamliel. Now the following is a couple of to take us into the next Ahmed, that talk about cases where people said Pesach Pesuch. And again, Pesach Pesuch does not mean that it's adultery. It means that he does not believe she's a Pesula. And different ways that Rav Gamliel sort of reconciled to make it work, that it was Pesach Pesuch, she was a Pesula and he just didn't realize. So the Gemara says, who lost the Kamei Rav Gamliel? There's a person came from Rav Gamliel, he says that she was not a Pesula, didn't feel like a Pesula. He says, perhaps you entered, you put the aver into the body at an angle. Apparently, if it goes at an angle, it feels more open. I'll give you an example. 
Lahadam Shay Mahalakh Bisham Lai Vafela, Hitisa Matsa Basuh, Lahitisa Matsano. He says, like you're walking at night and it's dark, and there's a door that's partially open. So if you walk straight in, you'll have resistance. If you go at an angle, it'll seem wide open. So it just depends on perspective. So to over here, he's saying the fact that it felt open, it felt like a not as restricted, it's not necessarily meaning she wasn't so, but you entered the Aver at an angle. And some say that Rav Gamliel actually accused him of doing this on purpose. That he says, he did it on purpose, meaning that we assume the average person does not put the Aver in the body at an angle, but he felt that maybe he did it on purpose. And he says, and you tore out the door off the hinges, meaning that perhaps you removed that part of the body, the, the, the skin, but you removed it because you did an angle on purpose. Okay, another story. Who does the Kamdir of Gamliel by Rebbe? There was a person who came in front of Gamliel by Rebbe, and he said to him, Rebbe, he says, I, I lived with my wife and there was no blood. So Amrlei Rebbe Basula Yisi. She says, "No, I was a Basula." Says the Machlokes. He says, "I didn't see any blood." She says, "I was a Basula." So Amrlei Hevilu Isis Suder. So Gamliel Ber Rebbe says, "Bring me the cloth that that they 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 were they were lying on." Hevilu Isis Suder. Bring. Then there was no blood on the cloth. So he says, "Shero b'mayim b'kibso." He soaked it in water and washed it. Umatzalav kamatibidam. And after washing it, he found some residue of blood. I mean, the blood was absorbed within the sheet, and. When you washed it, it was covered up by zera or other things. But when you washed it, that's when the blood revealed itself. So he says, He told the husband, "Go enjoy, uh, enjoy uh, uh, you know your your acquisition, meaning enjoy your wife, meaning everything's fine." So the Gemara says, ravashi mar huna mar the son of Rava Parzaki said to Ravashi, "I know Why don't we do this in Bava? Why don't we do this?" So Amrle, he says, go to the next page. He says, we can't, because in Bavel, in order to do laundry, they would rub the sheets. Apparently, to do the level of laundry that had necessarily, it would require friction in Bavel. And if you were to do the friction, the blood would be would be removed. Meaning it's a practical thing. We can't do it. Okay. Another mice. There was another person who came in front of Rav Gamliel Barabi. So Amrle, he says, Rebbe Baltiglomis Asidami says, I live with my wife, she didn't have uh, no blood. Amrle, Rebbe, so the, 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 the Kala said to Ramil by Rebbe, I died Basul. And not just I was a Basul, I'm still a Basul. Meaning he did not live with me in a way that broke the Basul. So Amrle, so meaning he says that they live together, and she says, We did not live together, I'm still a Basul. So there was a there was a test in the times of the Gemara where if a woman was a Basula and she sat on top of a barrel, the wine, you wouldn't be able to hear smell it from her breath. But if she was a bula, there was an opening, so you would. I, I can't imagine this still works anymore. See, it's changed, whatever the mice. So he says, so he wanted to test it. So before he tested it on the wife to see if she's a bula or not, he says, He wanted to test it first on two uh, non-Jewish slaves. One was a bula and one wasn't. They bring in. He seats them both on an open barrel of wine. The non basula is an opening, so the aroma of the wine was permeating through her. But the basula, which is closed up, you couldn't smell. So after doing the test, then he takes the kala. He said, you couldn't smell the wine. So he says, oh, she, she's still a basula. She's still a basula. You can go, you can be with her. Now, the Gemara just wants to know a question. Why do you have to bring uh, the two slaves? Just let her sit down first. If she's a basula, you'll 
you, you won't smell the wine. If not, you will. Why do you have to have the two slaves for it? So the Gemara says, Gemara Habashmile. He had always heard of this science project and he didn't know if it was true. So he wanted to test it on those women first. And because he wasn't sure that it would work, he wouldn't be, he didn't want to be Mazalzal in this kala right after her wedding to make her sit down, uh, you know, Mazalzal and, and a Jewish woman to have her as a guinea pig. So he tested on non-Jewish slaves. And then once he saw that it's taka tried and true, then he was comfortable uh, t- testing it on the kala. Another Maisa. There was a groom uh, and a kala who came in front of Rabbi Zakin. Amr Lei Rebbe Baltabalim Sasidam. Again, the chassan says, I didn't see any blood. Amr Lei Rebbe Mishpachas Durkati Ani. She says, You're right, there was no blood, but not because I, I was still a basula, but I'm, I'm from the family of Durkati. Durkati was a certain family that they were not healthy and they didn't have a blood. They didn't have blood. There was no dam basulim. So she said, it's, I, I, I was a basulim, but you didn't see any blood because I was from a family who didn't have any blood. So Gamliel looked into the family tree. Taka proved that she was from that family. He said to the groom, go and enjoy your acquisition. Fortunate are you that you, fa- that you met the family. So the Gemara says, my Durkati, first of all, what, why is the family called Durkati? Dar Katua, a generation that's cut off. These, these women could not have kids. That was part of the, I mean, the more blood that you have, the more uh, it'll be helpful. The reason why they couldn't have blood is because they were not healthy. It was a gynecological problem. So, so he was saying, fortunate are you? So the Gemara is going to ask, if this is a family that can't have kids, why is this so fortunate? So Amra Khanina, Tanhum Shalhevo it was just a false consolation. He was actually, he wasn't, it's not like Ashrecha, he was just trying to make him feel good because it's not actually good to be from that family. Why? said, just like yeast is beneficial to dough, the more blood a woman discharges, the healthier the children. So, the more blood, the more children you have. So, Therefore, this family was not a healthy family. So it was just like a false uh, consolation. One version of the story is he said, oh, meaning go enjoy your acquisition, meaning Baruch Hashem. He said, no, you suffered with your acquisition. So one of the version, both versions are saying that you're allowed to stay married. One is like, good luck, and one is good for you. One is like, Mazel Tov, and one is like, you know, never. So, I understand why he would say difficult stuff because it's not good to be from such a meaning. Not having blood is just a bad thing because that means they won't have kids. But but if he was saying that good for you, like good mazeltav, whatever. So, what's what's so good about it? The answer is they They won't be a nida, which means they won't have kids. But there's also no issues of a nida. You'll never live with your wife as a nida. No kares, which is itself a very good thing. One last ma'isa before we get to the mishnah. There was a woman who came in front of Rebbe. Again, the chassan says there was no blood. So she's not a basula. So she says, no, I was a basula. I'm still a basula. I'm sorry. That's still a basula. And and no, I was a basula at the time. Meaning I was a basula at the time. But it was during famine. And from sometimes women from not eating. Um, they'll lose, they'll, they'll skip their period, so and it'll it'll dry up the body. So she was saying that the reason why I didn't see any blood was not because I wasn't a because I wasn't healthy. Raw Rebbe Rebbe saw their faces were dark from malnutrition. So he wanted to test the theory. If they're healthy, she'll start seeing blood again, and that'll be a sign that she's a basula, that she was a basula at the time. 
So he says, they should go into the bathhouse to be bathed. They gave him to eat and to drink. They went back into the room. And then they lived together and they saw blood. So this time they finished the... Yeah, I guess so. So the Gemara says, I mean, she had not been seeing, having her period, but now she got her period back. So it shows you that it was just due to male nutrition. Rebbe said about these the people, the apostle that says their skin was like dry as wood, meaning that it was from the male nutrition. Okay, let's finish up the daf. The Mishnah says like this, A basula has a ksuva of 200 zoos, and a hamana has 100 zoos. Let's say you have a woman who's an almana, a grusha or a chalutza, but she's still a basula. So she's divorced or widowed, but she's still a basula, meaning meaning she got divorced or widowed after Kedushin, but not after Nesuin. So we know for sure that she's still a basula. So Allah is Ksuvasam assigned that she retains her Ksuva of 200 zoos. Meaning, if a woman is widowed after, uh, after getting married, full marriage, and she just says, we never lived together, you can't trust that. You can't say, she, she can't claim to have a full Sula's ksuva, but if she is a widow after Kedushin, so she was never with her husband, so she still retains ksuva's Messiah, the Yishlam Tainas Besulim, and she still has a claim regarding her virginity, meaning if the second husband doesn't find she would be a Sula, the entire st- story that we've been having over the last couple of of Pesach Besulah, all that stuff, that comes back. All right, let's start the Gemara. My Almana, what is the meaning of the word Almana? What's the origin of the words? Amr of Chana Begita, Almana al Mana. Almana means Almana, due to one mana. She gets one mana, which is 100 zuz. So the Gemara says, Almana min Erisim Ayaklamemer. So why is an Almana, an Almana from Erisim, meaning a widow after Kedushin, she gets 200 zuz. So why is she called an Almana if Almana means 100 zuz? The answer is, I decarly Almana. You're right, the, the word doesn't actually work that well for that scenario, but. She's called Almana due to generally an Almana is one mana. So therefore, all widows got called Almana, even though it doesn't really work in that scenario. So the Gemara if the whole Indian of a Ksuva is rabbinic, and we're saying the word Almana is connected to the Ksuvas, one mana, so then how does the Torah use the Torah uses the terminology of Almana? What does the Torah mean? The answer is Asidin Rabana Mana. I mean, the Torah was not writing, the Torah was writing a word that will be, meaning the Torah is writing almana, meaning when there will be a ksuva, she will be worth almana. So the Torah is writing something based on the future. The Gemara says, Mikas of Krola Asid, does the Pasuk write something based on the future? In, yeah. The Pasuk says the, regarding the rivers that flowed out of Aden, it says the third river is Chidekel, and it flows east of Ashur. Ashur That's the city of Sulika. Now, Sulika was not existing. None of these places, it's, it's referring to a city. So Ashur was a city. Now, when other Mauritian was kicked out of Aden, there was no city at the time. It was going to be called Ashur. So over here, Almana, she's going to be called an Almana when Chazal make the make the Matar, what does rain do? We're just mentioning a drashas of Rav Chanaga Bakta, that rain uh, is beneficial, that it's mashke, it's, it saturates the land, marave, and, um, I'm sorry, mashke means it waters the land, marave means it saturates the land, umizavlan, it fertilizes the ground, umaadin umamshech, it gives, like, shine and adds growth to the produce. Amr micro, what's the pasuk that shows the Greatness of, of rain. It says, Talmeha Rabach 
Rave Nachas, Gidudeha Bravivin Tomei Negno, Simchotivorich. It saturates its sides, settles its, its uh, like a furrow with showers, you soften the ground, and its growth you uh, you give a bracha to. Amra Velazar, Mizbeach, the word Mizbeach, Mama Zion, Bez Ches, is referring, is an acronym for the following Meziach, Mezin, Mechavev, and Mechaper. So I guess the word Mechaper, that's the that's the Mechavev um, is the Bez. Mechaper is the Mem, I guess. Mazin is the Zion. And Meziach is the Ches. Meaning each one of these words is found. So what does it mean? Um, <clears throat> Meziach means dislodges Averis. Mezin, it brings sustenance. Mechavev, it brings Chavivos. It makes Hashem love that Jew. And Mechaper, it atones. So Hayne Mechaper, Hayne Meziach. What's the difference between Kapara and Meziach? Is Meziach Zeris. The, the Mizbeach dislodges evil decrees, and it forgives sins. Let's finish up the daf. Amr Abchanab Tamri dates Meshachron Mesbian. It warms the body and it saturates, it satiates the body. Meshalshlon, it causes diarrhea, it loses up the bowels. And Meshachron, it gives energy. And it doesn't lead to, um, it doesn't make you super, uh, um, um, it doesn't make you like fancy. Like, although it's a, it's a, it's a hush of a food, it doesn't make you like, you know, like super wealthy and, and rely on fine foods. Amarav, Amarav, al Dates make you like a little delirious for a little bit, at least the dates at the time. It has like a little bit of an alcoholic quality. So after you eat dates, you can't give a halachic psak until you let it wear off. Mesa, I have a kasha. So you're telling me that dates cause them, cause it to, 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 to like, cause you be a little delirious. Now, the Gemara assumes that if you're not allowed to give up sock, that means that dates are not beneficial to the body. Because if it's beneficial, then how, how could it be that it causes you to be a little delirious? The problem is dates are beneficial. And the Gemara is going to answer, so is wine. Why is benef- wine is beneficial for the body, but it also causes you to be a little delirious. So dates are the same quality. The Gemara is amazing. have a kasha, tomorrow shachar yafos. Dates are good in the morning, good in the afternoon. They're good for a person. Min but in the afternoon, good in the morning and at night, but in the afternoon, they're not good for a person. But saroim and kamaisen, even at noon, there's nothing like them, but nothing is good. Dates get rid of three things. bad thoughts, meaning worry. intestinal problems, and hemorrhoids. So you see that dates are good for the body. So if they're good for the body, how do they cause you to be a little delirious? You can't ask. And the answer is, we never said they're not good for the body. Really, they're very beneficial. But they cause temporarily disorientation. Listen, wine is good for you, but if you drink wine, um, uh, you drink wine, it's it's it, it's good for you, but it, it causes it to be a little uh, delirious. Another answer, or another answer could be, that really, if it causes you not to be able to pass in, it's not good for you. I thought dates are good for you. The answer is, before eating bread, not good for you. After eating bread, good for you. Dom Rabbi, Amr said, his mother told him, Tamri Mikami Nama, dates eaten before bread is Kinagalu Dekuli. It's like an axe to a palm tree, very, very detrimental. Basanama, after eating bread is Kiavala Dasha. It's like a bar to a door. It's like the completion. It's very good. Dasha, why is a door called a Dasha? Amrab Derech Sham, the way there, the way to the house. Darga, why is the ladder called a Darga? Amarava Derech Gag, it's the way to the roof. Pariah, why is the bed called Pariah in Aramaic? Amarava Papa, Shepar and Ravalea, because upon it, people multiply, they make children. Amarava Yitzchak, 
go to the next page. Ailanis, which is a woman who can't have children, is Duchronis. It refers to a male ram that can't give birth. Okay, we'll stop here. Pick it up on Sunday.